We meet today in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 1 to verse 31. This is one of the great chapters in the book of Proverbs. It tells us that all hearts are in the hands of the Lord, according to verse 1. Then it describes the evil of pride, hypocrisy, injustice, laziness, sensuality, falsehood, and cruelty to the poor, together with commendations of diligence, prudence, equity, and mercy. Finally, this chapter paints the misery of domestic contention. All events are at the Lord's disposal. That is what this chapter offers. Proverbs 21 verse 1 The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Now, oriental kings were absolute despots, exercising complete and unfettered control over their subjects and themselves. Nevertheless, God, through his vast providence, orders this monarch to carry out his designs, even as the monarch would order his subjects. God held unlimited control over even the most absolute human will, that is, the heart of the king, and that without hampering the king's personal free will. The figure of speech used here is an illustration of the eastern method of irrigation in which several canals were dug from one stream, enabling the husbandman to direct a stream as he pleased by a simple action. Now, that is exactly what God does. A man may be a pharaoh in Egypt, a king of Babylon, a Caesar of Rome, an Alexander the Great, a Napoleon, or any great leader, regardless of how powerful a person may become politically. It can be stated as an axiom that no man can act in the independence of God. Many of these rulers thought they could, and many today may still think they can, but the truth is that no man is free from God. No man can act independently, even you, my friend. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs their hearts. Proverbs 21 verse 2 Now selfishness is a sin common to man. There is an amazing ability within all of us to explain away that in ourselves which we would severely censor in others. The prophet Jeremiah pointed out that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17 verse 9 Now have you gone to the Lord Jesus Christ and spoken to him about your desperate condition? He is the great physician, and he is the heart specialist, by the way. He gives you a new heart. He was the first one who went into the business of heart transplants. He will give you a heart that can be obedient to him. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Proverbs 21 verse 3. Here we have the tremendous truth stated for us again 
that there is no value in simply going through a religious ritual. Remember that the Old Testament sacrifices were given because they pointed to Jesus Christ. No one was more faithful about going through those rituals than the Pharisees, the religious rulers of Jesus' day. But he denounced them in withering language. He blanched them, so to say. He scorched them. He told them that they looked like beautiful monuments on the outside, but inside were full of dead men's bones. Why? Why? Because sacrifices and offerings were not pleasing to the Lord when righteousness was lacking. He said he wanted mercy, not sacrifice. You see, God looks at the heart. I repeat the question again, my friend. I asked this earlier in our study. If you were arrested today for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. Proverbs 21 verse 4. This is an interesting proverb. You might see a man out plowing in the field and think, my, he is an industrious man, and certainly he should be rewarded for being so hardworking. God says that when an evil man with an evil heart is doing anything, even plowing, it will not be acceptable in God's sight. That means a sinner cannot give anything to God. He cannot perform a good work because he is a sinner. Here is Proverbs 21, verse 5 to verse 7. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. You see, God can use riches that are accumulated in an honest way. There is no sin in being rich. The important thing is how the money was accumulated. If the getting of riches is by lying and robbery, God will see to it that the riches will not be enjoyed. Do you get the impression that there are certain rich men today who are not really having a good time? You see, their riches are not what they really need. My friend, God says that you can get rich, but it won't do you a bit of good unless you make money in the right way and use it for God's glory. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Proverbs 21 verse 8. Now let me give you another translation. The way of a guilty man is very crooked, but as for the pew, his work is right. You see, my friend, your life will demonstrate what kind of a person you really are. If you are right with God, that will reveal in your life. It gives you away. Proverbs 21 verse 9. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. This is the man who did not know what true happiness was until he got married 
and then it was too late for him. God's gift to the man may cease to be a submissive helper and become a piercing, shrieking adversary. In such cases, a man would rather live on the roof exposed to weather and elements than in a luxurious home with a quarrelsome woman. That is also said in Proverbs 19 verse 13 and even in Proverbs 25 verse 24. You see, when an ill-tempered woman seeks to rule and insists upon her own way, it is degrading and unpleasant for her husband, disastrous for her children, distasteful to the community and friends, and an abomination to God. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. Proverbs 21 verse 11. We need to note these things so that we can learn lessons from the experience of others around us. In God's providence, the punishment of the scoffer, one who mocks God, reaches the simple with an example, with a warning to him to keep from the path of the scoffer there. And it teaches the wise who through instruction and not punishment finds profit and improvement. That is amazing, my friend. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. Proverbs 21 verse 13. This is what God has said. Either it is true or it is not true. Now I believe it is true. And I think we can find illustrations of this in public life today. He who shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger and a bribe behind the back, strong wrath. Now, a gift in secret implies a perversion of justice. The verse does not advocate bribery, which is denounced throughout the Proverbs, but merely it states that the bribe has been given. The giver of the gift acts as a temper while the receiver breaks God's law. Remember that when Jacob was returning home after his years in Haran, he knew he had to face Esau for the first time after he had tricked him out of his birthright and his blessing. So he sent gifts ahead in order to pacify Esau. He didn't need to do that because God had already taken care of Esau's attitude. But men have found that a gift in secret will pacify anger. Here is Proverbs 21, verse 15 and verse 16. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come for the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. Now, it is my understanding that God is saying here that you cannot rehabilitate criminals. They need to be regenerated. These fellows need the word of God. We need to go into a crime-ridden areas and preach the word of God. 
we are going about things from the wrong direction according to the word of God. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. You see, the way to enjoy pleasure is not to seek and love pleasure, but to be right with God. We are told in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Now, the drinking of wine and the pouring of fragrant oil upon head and clothes were associated with the feasting. Such extravagancy and luxury might well bring a man to poverty. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. You see, justice demands the punishment of the guilty in order that the guiltless may be delivered. But by the grace of God, Jesus Christ, the righteous, became a ransom for the wicked. He is the upright, and you and I are the transgressors. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Proverbs 21 verse 22. Now, the writer here is saying that wisdom is superior to brute force. A man may be able to build a seemingly impregnable fortress, but there will come along a man who is smart enough to figure out how to invade it. The ancient city of Babylon is a classic example. Belshazzar sat inside the walls of Babylon, thinking he was perfectly safe. In fact, there was an inner war around his palace. He was certain the walls of Babylon would never be penetrated, and of course, guards were stationed all along the walls. But the general in the camp of the enemy used his wisdom and figured a way to get into Babylon. A branch of the Euphrates River went through the city more or less like a canal. He diverted the water back into the mainstream of the river. Then he was able to march his army on the riverbed under the wall where the river had flowed. The Medo-Persian army spread into the city and the city was taken before the Babylonians knew what was happening. You see... Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Proverbs 21 verse 23. Again, he mentions the use of the tongue aright. He has already said that if you want friends, you must show yourself friendly. So, of course, you are to do some talking, but you are to watch what you say. We do need friends, and the book of Proverbs has a great deal to say about friends and enemies. It tells us how to keep friends. A proud and haughty man, Scoffer is his name. He acts with arrogance. Now, have you noticed that there are two subjects which seem to appear over and over again? One is the use and the abuse of the tongue. The other is pride. The uncontrolled tongue, the lying tongue, the gossiping tongue, and the proud look. God says 
he hates them on his hate list. Proverbs 21 verse 26. The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. Many people in modern society have been raised without learning to wait for anything. They were spoiled as children by parents and others who regularly gave in to all their demands in order to stop their begging or their crying. As a result, we now live in a culture that thrives on instant gratification, whether it be food, sex, travel, fun, or achievement. We not only want everything and feel entitled to everything, we want it right now. However, the book of Proverbs opposes this sort of an attitude when it tells us that the impatient craving of the lazy person is fatal. Delayed gratification is the road less traveled, but it offers results that others will never enjoy. Quite often, the quick payoff is the way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death, according to Proverbs 16 verse 25. That's why the New Testament urges believers to be rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, according to Romans 12, verse 12. Likewise, Scripture assures us that the testing of our faith produces patience in order that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 4. Have you learned to wait, my friend, for good things, or do you have to have everything right now? Consider, for example, whether you are an impulsive buyer. Can you try to see past immediate jolts of pleasure to more significant, lasting benefits later? Scripture teaches us to be discerning and far-sighted, separating ourselves from everything that would destroy us. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? Proverbs 21 verse 27. You see, the wicked man is the lawless man. A lawless man is one who has not bowed himself to God and come God's way. There is a way that seems right to a man, but it's and is destruction, we were told in Proverbs 16, verse 25. That is the lawless way. He goes his way and ignores God's way. In fact, he repudiates God. This doesn't mean such a man may not be religious. He may join the church. He may attend regularly. He may sing the hymns and even be a member of the choir. He may put on a front. He may even give. But he does it with a law motive. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. Proverbs 21 verse 30. Now, this is a remarkable verse of scripture again. It is so remarkable that I want to put beside it a New Testament verse 
that may have escaped your attention. It comes from Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 8. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Proverbs 21, verse 31. You see, David learned this. He wrote in Psalm 27, verse 3, Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. Asa had also learned this truth. In Second Chronicles 14, verse 11, he said, And Asa cried out to the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, it is nothing for you to help, whether with many or with those who have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on you. And in your name we go against this multitude. O Lord, you are our God. Do not let men prevail against you. How wonderful it is to trust in God. That does not mean that we are not to be prepared. Jesus said that a strong man armed keeps his palace and his goods are in peace. But deliverance is of the Lord. Keep your powder dry, but be sure your faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ and that you are resting in him. You can have copies of the notes and outlines used for these Living Word for Africa programs so you can follow them as you listen. For your copies, please send a WhatsApp message or SMS to plus two seven seven two six four one four four seven five. Please say which book of the Bible you want them for and be sure to include your name and contact information. I'll repeat that number for you. It's country code 27 followed by 72641-4475. From within South Africa, it's 072-641-4475.